boxes. Coffee black first thing in the morning. Cup of tea usually gets him going. Then he puts on his boots and cranks up at old 79. Well, the man says there's a storm in the morning. But he pulls down his hat and keeps his wheels on rolling. Chasing the dreams of a back forty kind of life. His claim to fame is a last name Holy dead in County Roadside He's got callous tans and a callous tar And that suits him just fine Making it day to day, working his life away Trying to find a little peace of mind Whoa, but that's his Sanders again. Welcome to another episode of Bars and the Beard. It's just going to be the beard tonight. Brad's in here. Speaking of third person, <laughs> Tony's going to sit out on this one. This is more of a local thing for me. A little special special edition episode. Uh, kind of kind of want to jump on it because there's really not a lot of time to get it to get as much information out as possible, and I think it's kind of important. Um, we're going to talk about uh, a local bond referendum in the, at the Clover School District. I want to go from both sides. I want to talk about the, the, the people that are going to want to vote no and the people that are probably going to want to vote yes. Um, uh, this first one will be about the no vote. Um, I have a special guest I'm going to bring on in a second. I'm going to get her on the phone, um, and we're going to speak over the phone. But I just think it's important, you know, um, to get as much information as you can on both sides so you can, you know, no different than in, a, in a, any other political uh, election, um, especially local, uh, when it really, really affects, you know, you and your household personally. Um, so I just decided today we're going to go ahead and jump on it. Um, my guest today, before I bring her on, I want to say she's, uh, she's a, a, a Clover resident. Um, been in Clover 16 months, you know, not a long time, but either way, you're paying taxes. Either way, if you can vote, you know, in that area on the, on the, on the topic, then you, you should have a say. And especially if you're kind of informative or can be, you know, give a lot of good information and be informative on, on the topic. Uh, Lisa Feely, uh, like I said, she'd been in Clover 16 months. She's a mom. She's a wife. She's a university instructor. She's a Lean Master Black Belt. Teaches Lean Six Sigma. You know, it's all about efficiency. She has a 15-year project management expertise in the AEC industry. She's the author of two finance books and a new book on accountability. I'll let her talk about that there towards the end. How to Be an Accountable American. Five-time entrepreneur daughter of an Air Force Lieutenant Colonel who taught her the value of a dollar. And she's a Christian who cares about the 20% of the neighbors in Clover who are on fixed income or at a poverty level. And I don't really think she disagrees with it. We'll, we'll go ahead. I'll get her on the phone now, and uh, hey, we'll let her talk. Let's see if they can get her here real quick. 
Lisa Feely. Lisa Feely, how you doing? This is Brad Lesmeister. Uh, hello, sir. How are you? I'm doing pretty good on a Sunday. On a Sunday, got a little day off. I already did. The, I already did the introduction. I hope you had a good day. Absolutely, very good day. So, what I want to do, uh, talk about the the school bond referendum. But before I go yes. into you know the, the the yeses and the nos and the ins and outs, uh, you'd be surprised. A lot of people, especially just that I've talked to over the past hour, just kind of you know conversing. Don't, they don't even know, understand what a what a bond referendum is for a school district. Now, me being the son of a of a, a high school principal for and an educator for 30 plus years, they came around a lot. You know, we, we added a third high school uh, in Rock Hill. Fort Mills had bond referendums because they're, they're growing. You know, anytime, yes. anytime a community grows, a district grows, you know, funds have to come somewhere. And I think for the most part, even now, you know, up until like two or three days ago, you think about the school bond referendum. Hey, we're going to be adding new high school. We're going to be adding new schools, and everybody's like, "Yeah, you know, this is great. You know, this is what we need. You know, the classrooms won't be full." Um, but a lot of people don't don't understand the ins and outs, and I didn't either. Uh, I don't know which way I'm going. Um, just based off the past couple of days having conversations with people, which made me think, you know, if I didn't even know everything that I, I feel like I need to know about it, there's probably a lot of people that don't either. You know, and I'm not yes. I'm not yep. into swaying people one way or the other because. You know, right. you kind of have to vote the way that you see fit, but I do right. feel like it's yes. important for all the information to be out there. So tell me, you know, what got you interested in, in where you're coming from and start from the beginning. We don't have to skip anything. We can just be as thorough as possible. Well, terrific. Well, I am with you. I am not a bond referendum genius by any, uh, you know, anybody's, I guess, estimation or whatever, but I what I've been fortunate in my life, I guess, is being a mom and having school-age children uh, coming down from Indiana. I'm new to the Clover area, so I've only been down here a little over a year. And um, we went through three or four bond referendums in Indiana, so I'm very familiar. And my husband and I moved specifically to the Clover area. We've been researching it for over 15 years um, because I used to work for a big pharma company and, and we lived in Elon, North Carolina. So we we knew what North Carolina was like, and we knew that South Carolina was, um, you know, more like Indiana to us. We just had better weather down here, and so we could be closer to beaches but um, and mountains. But bottom line is we had gone through it many times up there. So as a PTO president and um, being very involved in our school board up there, I learned a lot more about bond referendums. So what got me interested when I came down here was I, you know, being getting ready to, you know, not too far off from retirement, um, I wanted to start getting engaged more in the community. I'm not a political person, so I'm not, right. you know, I'm not political. And I and I love how you said that. And I will not tell anybody necessarily, you know, they can figure it out on their own whether or not I'm for or against this. That doesn't matter. What matters is an informed public. And what I don't want to have happen and what I learned up there in Indiana is not to be blindsided because right. there were times up there that it's like, oh, I was moving along hunky-dory and all of a sudden, boom, you get hit with all these taxes and you're like, uh, what happened? And someone says, oh, we had a bond referendum and, <laughs> right. you know, you should have voted. And it's like, uh, was I sleeping under a rock? Like, right, right, what? Right. So my whole thing is now that I'm a little older in life and, you know, 33 years of wisdom and having a four-time, you know, homeowner in the past, uh, I've learned, <laughs> live and learn. So so when I got down here, yeah, so, I mean, I just heard about this bond referendum situation and just started then digging very deep to inform myself in the last 
two and a half, three weeks. Which and a lot so, of people, which a lot of people don't have the time to do. I wouldn't say don't have the time, but whether it's time or energy, you know, they just figure I'm going to go in there and I'm going to vote because it's, you know, we're getting overcrowded. That's, that's all anybody hears yes. this area anyway, yes. whether it's Fort Mill, yes. whether it's the lake, especially the Lake Wiley area. I mean, there's yes. the, the housing developments growing, you know, just going up left and right. And, yes. and yep. you know, so there are needs. And I don't think that yep. you know, I'm, I'm for a new high school. Uh, you know, my daughter's a, a, a new teacher now in Clover School yeah, District. Yes, I saw that. And, yep. you know, I don't want her classroom to be overcrowded. And, you know, I think that's a concern. But there are also some other concerns on the on the flip side of that, too. And that's kind of right. what I want you to to speak about. As sure. far as just just from, you know, a lay person that has no idea what is getting ready to happen. Yep. Well, and the one thing I'd like to do, I appreciate you saying we've got a little more time just to give a little bit more background of what I've learned, too, is on the flip side of just even the bond referendum. And I, I'm with you, Brad. It's so hard to learn all this, right? I just mm -hmm. happen to be very fortunate that my career is uh, being involved in architectural engineering and construction. So I'm very familiar with the construction world. I've been in it for a little over 12, 13 years. Um, I don't want to overwhelm with any you know, knowledge I have, but just to tell people in general, there's a thing called Lean Six Sigma, and I do teach at university level um, Lean Six Sigma. What that is about is efficiency in managing construction projects, right. and, it's, um, and it helps to have people understand that a little with the context of the bond referendum, which we'll talk about in a second, but I've helped a lot of people put it in perspective when you start talking about capacity and you talk about utilization, you talk about efficiency, which is what I do for a living. So when I started learning about the bond referendum, you see these incredible charts and there's been a put a lot of hard work uh, in by these wonderful people. And I'm not saying anybody, like you said, everybody's got a different reason and different perspective, but it's kind of like, um, you know, I try to tell all my clients, look at every side of the elephant before you go make a decision. Right. Well, we as the public need to look at every side of the elephant before we go vote. Right. So you've got some people who are looking at just a trunk and they're like, I, you know, we're terribly overcrowded and we're growing, da, da, da. But that's much more of an emotional. And what I try to get my clients to understand, and, and they do do well, is to say when you're looking at capacity, what we're kind of saying in all those numbers is we'd say, oh, we're at, you know, 85 percent capacity and we're 90 percent capacity and we're overcrowded. Well, if they're just in a part of the school that looks overcrowded, you could have a lot of students there, but what they're not taking into context. And, and I mean, again, I've been involved in national benchmarking studies and best practices is what are the big schools doing? Again, I came down from Indiana. Carmel High School is one of the best schools in the country. It has 5,400. Right. students in a high school. So when someone says, you can't have a big school, that's terrible, you don't want more than 1,500 students, that depends on your objective. Right. Our objective was to have our kids educated with a 97.5% graduation rate and have a blue ribbon school with all your you know, leading edge everything and teachers who love, you know, have a great culture. You can do that. I mean, I graduated with 900 in my graduating class. You right. know, my children had 800 in their graduating class. They went to Noblesville High, which is another top-notch school. So we experienced all that growth, and that's what we were trying to duplicate when we moved to Culver. So when you go back to efficiency and utilization and you look at the bond, you say, when are these schools needed? When will you truly hit capacity? And what we found out in just these last two weeks and going to all these meetings and really asking those more specific questions that the high school, for example, is only at 
75% capacity or utilization. And, and so I had pushed them on it a little, say, wait, you can't just go around saying 85, 90%. You have to look at it. And when they finally came down and gave us an answer, oh, it's only 75%. And it ends up that many, many teachers have two classrooms that sit empty out of an eight block schedule or whatever they call it. And again, I'm not a teacher. I'm not an expert at this, but I am an expert, I guess, at looking at utilization flow, being right. a lean, lean master black belt. So it's like, if I walk through that school, what that means is very much like your house and my house, Brad, we have bigger houses, our children went away, our children come back. Right. But you can't have that six bedroom house that once had five children, you know, or, or family in it, and then they all go away and say, well, when they come home from college and still say you're at 90% capacity. Right. No, because half the year, you're only at 70% right. or 60%. So what I say is first and foremost, even on their own numbers, you don't need the high school for five years, okay? Right. So if you if you know that, so you're then why are we, yeah. you're talking 2026 so school year. So if you say that's when we're truly busting at seams, okay, I appreciate that. So what can we do? And I, and I go back to what I call, my husband teases me when I do this, but I say, let's go back to the everyday common person. Let's go out to the public and say, hey, hey, public, if you had to buy a house and build a house in the next two or three years, you know, because you're hitting the money now and you're right, saying right. it has to be built, when all your prices are very, very high <laughs> for the next, you know, 12 months, because right. we're trying to get through the supply chain and a pandemic and a crisis, do you, you know, do we pay for, you know, do we get it all ready and grab all the money and get ready to go now? Or is it better to wait 18 months because you can still have that high school built? It's It only takes two years to build that school, not five. Right. So I start thinking like that. I say, why at 75% are we so concerned about a $139 million high school? That's 400,000 square feet. And again, I translate everything to a square footage. So it's very simple to do. You take 139 million, you divide it by 400,000, and you get $347.50 per square foot. That is much higher than the norm number one. So then I start saying, okay, wait a minute. Why are we so high on those numbers for construction, design and construction of high school? That is higher than even your bigger cities in the entire Southeast. So anybody can start looking at construction analytics and figure that out. So that's when I started saying, are we being a little wasteful here? Is there something else that could be done? And can we discuss different delivery models? Can we discuss module prefabrication, other stuff that lowers the price of that, number one? Elementary school, do we need it? Yes, we do. But again, why not Why not compromise with the taxpayers and the public and say, hey, we can do, let's do, you know, 60 million now and really get done what we need to do in the next two or three years. And then let's wait out this uh, supply chain issue in the lumber, knowing that all the experts, right? I am not an expert on lumber prices, but right. Forbes, you know, and all these pros, right? The economists are all telling us numbers are pre-pandemic level, uh, level come end of 2022, early 2023 for lumber, plywood, and, you know, steel structure and stuff. If that's the case for sure from all these experts, you know, then let's wait a little because we can still build the high school in time. And now we can start to try to get more of that impact money. So, and, so, uh, yeah. so, why, so would, why would they be wanting to push it now, though? Are they saying it's going to take longer than two years or to build a school? The, or, I mean, why, yes, why, why, the, what would be yeah. the push to doing it now with, with the price of materials and everything being so high? 
they just want to get the money in. There was no good answer. I mean, I've asked that numerous times, and the argument, there, the, the debate back was, well, we might not necessarily use it. We're just going to grab it all, and then we'll use it as we go. Well, you know, I'm sorry. I've been around long enough to know, and again, that's up for the public to decide, but never in my 33 years of an, uh, really living as an adult in my adult career have I ever had anybody in the public and government and school board or any of these individuals uh, give the taxpayers' monies back and go, oops, we didn't need that money. Right. I just haven't right. seen that occur. So I'm sorry that I don't quite believe that, but I just don't understand it. Like I would not I, I would not ever go get a bank loan for a house at five hundred thousand and say, no worries, I know it was only gonna cost three hundred thousand to build. Right. I mean it just doesn't make sense to me as a as a regular citizen. So I don't I don't know. I mean and I, I did go up that many of us did and in the uh, public forums and asked the individuals that are supposedly responsible for this construction planning and say, why don't we do this in more bite sizes? Why don't we try other delivery models? And they just said that they didn't, that was above their pay grade. They weren't interested in discussing it. It actually might be lower. They might not need the money. And they just didn't, they wouldn't, <laughs> you know, I said, well, did you do a best practices survey? Do you have anything that shows, you know, they, you know, the argument too was, oh, it's going to take four years to build it. That's simply not true. I mean, that is not accurate. And they, and it, and it's known it's not accurate because there's too many people. Are, I mean, I talked to too many people, and I haven't been around here, Brad, but too many people said that the elementary school that just got built took a little over a year. Right. So, and it's again, you double the size, and you can maximize efficiencies by going bigger. You know what I mean? Scale's not one to one. So. It, we know that it only takes two years to build a high school. I'm trying, so, to, I'm trying to recollect yeah. how long it took uh, Fort Mill to put Catawba Ridge up. I don't feel like it took them four years to build that it, school. It absolutely that's a, does that's not. A, that's, a pretty, yeah. that's a pretty massive school. Um, yeah. So. I think the other thing that you got to look at, too, and we haven't even talked about yet, is I've always said on any show we've done as far as speaking politics uh, – is I always feel like your local elections are the most important because they impact you the most and they impact you the quickest. Yes. This is yes. going to impact taxpayers. I mean, who's paying for it? Immediately. Immediately, Immediately it's going to impact us. So yes. talk about what that what that's going to mean. Absolutely. So, um, and I'd go. I'm going to step one back further sure, just because sure. so many people in the public. And again, I am not an expert, but I do have a finance background. I've written two finance books. Um, I at one point had a broker's license, so and and I do have my certified financial chartered wealth management certification to help people retire. So I do a little bit of numbers background. So what I would say is study the impact fees as well, because a lot of people were saying, well, wait, impact fees were supposed to pay for this. But what I think the, many people don't understand is. That's not getting us anywhere. You can't tax your way into prosperity. It just does not work that way. Simple economics. So everyone just wanted to hit more people with a with a impact fee. And there's a lot of information going around there saying, well, the developers pay for that. The developers pay for that. The developers do not pay for that. I worked for a developer for many years. We don't we're not the one paying for that. The public, people like you and I, Brad, are right. paying those impact fees. So as an example, and I'll be very personal here, Craig and I, before we built in our neighborhood that we're in now, 
here in Clover, we were very close. We were one week away from signing on land in Fort Mill. And when Fort Mill put that $18,000 mm-hmm. impact fee, all you're trying to, all you're doing as a town and city is saying, we want no business. We want to stop. We're going to be a screeching halt. Well, that is just the silliest thing to do in America ever. That is not the way to ever run a town. And again, I'm going to go back to there are beautiful small towns that have grown tremendously, very successfully. And I lived in three of them. Craig and I lived in Noblesville. We lived in Carmel and we lived in um, Brownsburg. And if you look at Indiana as an example, it's identical. I mean, just pretend to go back 10 years. It's exactly what Clover Lake Wiley is going through right now, which is why we were here. We we're wanting a small town that would grow successfully and do it right way. Unfortunately, we watch what Fort Mill, it's a disaster now. It, it is. People say, oh, it's so successful. It's not. They're having challenge after challenge after challenge. They've hurt themselves. They've shot, shot themselves on the foot as far as I'm concerned. So impact fees hurt us. And I'm very thankful we missed this $4,000 one. So that's going to grow, though, into $12 million if all those houses and townhouses and all the rezoning we're going to do that is going to impact all the people coming in and they are paying those fees. So we've already, we as a city, a town of, of Clover Lake Wiley, we already secured, and she showed that, uh, the board showed that off at their meetings, almost a million dollars in impact fees already. So that is gonna offset some of this growth. But what is not enough when you look at $197 million bond is it is the largest tax increase we've ever seen. It's one of the largest bonds in all of the state of South Carolina. It is going to increase an individual's taxes on their personal property and not just house, all your cars, all your boats, all your ATVs, all your trailers, anything you own, personal property, is 30% plus. A little bit over 30, but I'm not even going to get into the debate of 31. It just it's over a three-year period initially with the raise of the millage. So the millage is going from this 18.7, and I learned more than I ever wanted to know from New York County Auditor's Office on how to explain millage to 15, or excuse me, to 51. So we're going from 18.7 to 51. If you do the math, that's over 170% increase in your millage rate, which directly is in correlation to a jump in your taxes and the taxes themselves when again I'm I'm encouraging everyone go call the York County Auditor and have them run your numbers. You just give them your address and they'll go through everything with you. It's a 30% tax hike. And then when I start saying, okay, as a as a Catholic, hopefully I can say this on your podcast. You can say whatever I, you want on my podcast. You know, as a Catholic, I'm sitting here going Really, because when we moved here and I ran the, ran the percentages again, everything I could find, I think it was through 2019 or 2020, it's 20 to 21% of our fellow citizens are on fixed income or at a poverty level. Yeah, so, yeah you, have, you have what, two, three, I think two or three elementary schools in Clover that are Title yeah. I. Yeah, well, the other day, the gentleman in the school board meeting, I think it was a Monday night or whatever, absolutely gave the numbers so it's public information that over 4,000 of the students, and we only have 9,600 students, so over 4,000 of them, the majority were on free lunch and or reduced lunch or something. So you're talking <laughs> almost 50% of our student body population um, receiving free or reduced lunch 
in a pandemic with a 5.6% unemployment rate and a 20 to 21%, you know, we're, we're clover. The town would love in the middle of our name and we're going to pass the largest tax hike in history. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm at a shock. I'm sorry. I, no, you know, with 30 those numbers, percent though, is it is incredible. disturbing. I mean, with yeah. that, yeah. the way that those numbers are. Because we need a high school in five years. Right. With at 60 percent higher costs and everything I can study. And again, I'm not a genius on any of those, Brad, but I'm a normal citizen who's done her homework. And I do have a construction, you know, architectural engineer background with this in this industry to sit there and say, we know prices, again, according to experts, are going to come down. Why can't we do at least a study? Why can't we show the public, hey, we, we you know, we've looked at all this and here we're going to build this high school as cost effectively as possible. Right. But we haven't done that. I mean, if we have, it's nowhere to be found in, in the three times that. You know, many of our neighbors and myself brought it up at the public meetings. Um, in fact, I guess they had a technical glitch apparently in the last public meeting I was in because my minute and a half was deleted out of the Facebook public forum oh. on the video. So huh. who knows? Well, they can't delete you off of here. That's oh, a well, that's very helpful. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> so, a promise. I, no, no technical difficulties. That's good. No, there will not so, be. Yeah. And and yeah. just just for future reference, like you can say whatever you want on mine. I don't edit yeah. either. So. Well, yeah. I'm I'm a passionate person, but I'm a very fair person to anybody that knows me. No, and, I agree. Um, again, I agree. Yeah, I just want to be I just want to be informative to my neighbors and my friends because I really feel for the senior citizens and I really feel for those young struggling couples who just bought a home. And I can tell you they're out there, my friend, because I just spent the last three days uh, a good chunk of my time. And I, I appreciate that you said earlier, and I'm, I'm not trying to hopefully this doesn't come off the wrong way of, hey, this takes a lot of time. It does, but I'm doing my research from literally right. six till midnight. I mean, I work a full-time career. I teach on the side. It's my 12th year teaching at, at university level. And then in addition, just wrote a brand new book myself that we give all the proceeds to, to – you know, nonprofits is, uh, for that anyway. So, I mean, I'm doing a lot in my life too, but it, this is too important to me to not pay attention to. And I'm, I'm just very thankful. And again, I'm, I'm very shocked because in Indiana, this stuff goes on six, seven, eight months before we can pass a bond referendum down yeah. here. I mean, the science just started going up three or four weeks ago, you know, maybe five weeks ago, but I, I'm sorry. I, I drive everywhere all the time and it wasn't until Probably three weeks ago, I saw the first sign. And when I'm talking to everyone else, that's the first time they started seeing them. And when I asked our school board, wait a minute, why is this being so rushed? And they said, well, we didn't get approval, you know, to move forward the bond referendum until, the, you know, mid to end of May. And then by the time you get the signs ordered and stuffing up. And I'm like, that should tell you that's a problem. I mean, you're talking three to four months for the largest tax hike in history right. <laughs> to our property taxes and you have to rush it for four months. Like right. why, you know, this, this doesn't make any sense. I mean, why not make this next year when we're all voting on a Tuesday yeah. instead I of, instead of a Saturday where you got the Georgia tech Clemson game. And apparently that's a big deal around here. And I'm sorry to say, I'm not any one fan of Clemson or not. I don't know who to, I, I don't know our teams yet. No, I know. I mean, I'm a yeah. Clemson guy. So, I mean, if you yeah. see Clemson flags pop up in your yard, I promise it ain't me. Um, <laughs> but no, I think, I think for the most part, especially me um, and you know, people that I know, you know, my age uh, bracket, probably, you know, early forties. Um, 
we've never seen anything to where anybody around here has ever went against the school district. Most of the time, we've always looked like, well, the school district's doing this. Well, the school district's doing right. that. And, you know, we just go with it. And it's sure. not until you get, I think, like I said, you know, most of the, most of my friends and people my age that, that um, you know, I've grown up with, you know, now as adults, you, you kind of start to pay attention to things, uh, things that matter that will impact you. And, and not just me, but, you know, having uh, a mother-in-law and a mother you know, that's sure. at retirement age, you know, yep. she just, my mother-in-law just moved to Clover, you know, not long after yep. we did yep. and she's retired, you know, and when you're retired, you yep. are on a fixed income. Um, and you know, things like tax increases are a pretty big deal. Um, well, yeah. I when, mean, cause we look at, you know, we looked at the 10 year impact because Craig and I moved here, this was going to kind of be our forever home. And then, right. you know, we're looking at moving toward a beach a little later, but it's like you plan. I mean, at least I do my best and it's very hard. And we talked about that even during these bond referendums. It's very difficult. If someone can plan 10 years out with a huge amount of certainty, please tell me who they are because, like, I'm happy to pay them. They must have a crystal ball. That's a lot better than mine. So it's very difficult to plan out 10 years. And that's what all these numbers are, again, starting to be based on is here's the five-year, here's the 10-year. If all these houses get built, well, wait a minute. There's no way all the houses are going to be built. I mean, if you look back five years and track this, you know, it was like, oh, we have substantial growth. We have three to four percent growth per year. Up in up in Indiana, we saw thirty to forty percent. I talked to my friends last week who are architectural and construction designers for K twelve specifically in Indiana. Two of their high schools grew five hundred and fifty students in one semester. Wow. Okay. I mean, we're talking four hundred students here over the course of two years. That's not growth, really. That should be better planning on our behalf down here. Right. So we ought to be studying, you know, stuff. But to your point back on taxes, Craig and I did our best to plan out 10 years. And we said, okay, if we – this is the tax history, you know, and if these things occur – and we know assessments are every five years now, you know. So every five right. years you get a property assessment, and it can go up. I think the York County – Auditor told me the other day, and again, I'm not a genius on this, but I think they said seven or eight percent is the max they could ever raise that. So, if whatever that max is, we planned for that. So, we said, okay, if our house is growing this much and we plan for this kind of assessment, and we're now paying, you know, X amount, and I'm going to make this easy numbers. Let's say we're paying, you know, because the standard house, I guess, is worth 350000 in the Clover area. So, if we're paying, you know, 1200 today, we did not plan to pay 1700 tomorrow. <laughs> I'll right. tell you that. Right. And and so when you see a 30% jump, you know, a lot of people are going around and I appreciate it. It's not, it's not that it's not truthful. They just keep saying, Oh, it's just $10 a month. That's what I heard from a lot of people that I chatted with all over town. Like I said, the whole last three days, I spent my entire weekend talking to people to just say, are you aware? First of all, I think it's a pretty big sample because I've, I've, we're a small town and I saw probably 120 people and not, but three or four knew anything about the spot. So that tells me no one knew. Secondly, when I, once I told them about it, they, they, the little, the few that did here thought it was just $10 a month, which is what keeps getting conveyed. The $10 a month comes in in that it is $10 a month, $120 per year for a home of a hundred thousand well hello if our average house is 350 you've got to multiply that by three 
0.5, right? So right. you're going to you're going to say it's not 100 now, 120, it's, you know, 120 times 3.5 or 360 380 400. So now you're talking 380 or $400 a year um that it's going up. Right. And then if you normally pay 1200, someone do the math. 400 into 1200, that's how much more you're paying. Right. And so people understood it once I explained it. And I said, look, call the York County auditor, have them run your math. Because, and people were very upset and very young couples. They were like, we just bought a home. We can't afford that. That's my concern. Right. My concern is not my husband and I. Can we make it? Yes. We'll give up a few extra, you know, dinners out per night, per right. month. But that's a shame. And this is what people don't understand. Now you're hurting the restaurant owner. Right. Right. I mean, every someone's going to get hurt, unfortunately. But the problem is it didn't have to be the side. It didn't have to be now. It didn't have to be in a pandemic. It could be spread out. It could be different. We could use different delivery models. We could have modular prefabrication. There could be other things done where we're really paying the right amount for this mansion, so to speak. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, but none of that has been demonstrated at all. It's just, no, here's the deal. And when we said... Many of us asked, not not just me, what's option two? There was no option two given. It was like, well, we're just going to have to go back for more next year. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's... That, that's not a good option. Like, I don't understand. Like, why don't you say, hey, which is what we did in Indiana. Here's option A. We can do build a new high school, build a new elementary. We can upgrade the freshman campus. We can put the middle school there, you know, and we, you know, blah, blah, blah. Or option B is we can do a $100 million tax referendum today. That gets us the new elementary, a new middle. We're going to need it anyway, we feel. And let's wait a year. The prices are going to come down. And then we're going to, we are going to come back to you, but we're going to put all this in writing. And in the meantime, we're going to have a great benchmarking best practices study and demonstrate everything we need in these two high schools. Why yeah. not that? Yeah, that's why, why? that makes more sense. I will tell you what I do know from, from history uh, yes. is, and I wouldn't say that it happens all the time, but like I said, I, I know it's happened before. Uh, let's just look back to uh, Rock Hill School District 3. Sure. Um, my my oldest now, but she, she went to uh, Leslie Elementary School. Uh, they had just built um, – a new, I think it was, I don't know which one went first. It was either Saluda Trail was built, and then they built a new Castle Heights Middle School to replace the old one that was outdated. But the school district was in such a hurry uh, to to get everything started um, that a big, big boo-boo was made. And when I say a big boo-boo, I mean huge. So they went to the architect. Uh, when I met with the school superintendent at the time, fabulous lady, um, after they built Castle Heights, I mean, it was a beautiful school, a lot of wasted space, I think, but beautiful school. Well, they met with the architecture firm, paid all this money to the architecture firm to design the school. Okay, the okay, the plans, they loved it, they loved it. They built the first middle school. Now, they wanted the second one um, to basically be a mirror image of the first one because they were right. like, hey, we might as well do them the same. They didn't right. even buy the rights to the architectural plans. So oh, they had geez. to turn around and buy, after they had already built the that, first one, they had to turn around makes, and buy. Yeah. Holy cow. A lot. I mean, it was a lot of money. 
yep. they had to, t- had to turn around and pay again because they never even bought the rights. No, the architectural firm had were the ones that owned the rights to it. You know what I mean? So the, the, uh, the yeah. money Oof. was just, it was, it was astronomical. Um, but just because they were in a hurry and, you know, it yeah. kind of hurt for a little bit. Um, yep. But I, I guess that's my thing is I don't want, I don't want it, you know, I don't want the school district to get in such a hurry to get things done that things get, things get, get bypassed and, you know, we go the short route and, man, I just, well, I, I don't want that. And Especially I, as a taxpayer no. and as a homeowner and somebody that has a daughter that teaches in the district or right. somebody that has kids that still go. Well, and my understanding, again, this is just from talking to a lot of people in the know. People have been here many, many, many years and even school board members, and I'm not going to mention any names because I don't want to get them any trouble. But what they're saying to me, too, and, and to many of our neighbors um, in the community is um, – the $12 million that, again, if everything is built, so that's where that $4,000 impact fee comes in that we've already gathered a million dollars on, that money from the time that it comes in, you know, to the district um, or to the town or however that works, it, it goes, it has to be used within three years on these capital projects. So uh, our superintendent did a great job, which I appreciate explaining that the other night. And she said, look, here's what happens. That money comes in. We already have a million dollars. We have to use that money pretty quickly. So, Brad, to your point, I get it. um, But it's not like they can take all five years because they've got to use that money as it comes in within three years. Well, that's fine. You need a new elementary school. We could use all 12 million of that money, you know what I mean, as it comes in to the elementary school. So my understanding from all the people that are truly in the know, you know, that I've spoken to, they said, here's the part they're frustrated with is that $197 million bond was originally 230-something, but they'll keep pointing out there's $35 million there. They'll say, oh, well, we're putting in $35 million. They're not we're, we are we. It's taxpayer right. money. Right. So what happened was they've already put aside taxpayer money the whole time, but again, they're presenting it as if they're doing their share. Now we have to do our share. No, it's like time out. That $230 million minus $35 million that gets us to the $197 or whatever, that's our money already. Now, not necessarily mine, to be quite frank, because I've only been here a year. Right. But all of y'all's, like everyone who's been putting in, right. that's already your money. Now, the $12 million was supposed to come down from that. So the point is, you should plan. You know, it's kind of like having an annuity or, you know, someone paying you bond, you know, interest or whatever. The problem is we have we already have outstanding bonds. So now we're adding debt on debt, and then we're taking all that debt. We're refinancing it under this one. So it's kind of like someone wanting has a great house, but they haven't paid their house off, you know, not even 20% down. They want to refinance, then they're going to get a bigger house. Then they're going to refinance that into a bigger house. And now we're going to have a giant McMansion. Right. Um but we're going to grab all the money now and we're going to start drawing it down. And yes, we're not using all 197, you know, today. We're not paying the interest on that. I understand that. But the point is you're still you still could have broken it down. It's much more cost effective to say, "Hey, only give me the 80 million I need now. I'm going to use that the money on you know, over the next three years as I build this elementary school and I renovate the middle, you know, the freshman campus in the middle." Why don't you do that with that extra, five, you know, four or five million, right? right? We've only been at this impact fee for five months, and we already have a million. So someone do the math. That's not those homes are already built, so right. you know what I mean. More's coming. So if we have two, three million there, we get eighty million, which is 
more than half what you're asking for. You can get the elementary school done, you can get the $6 million building for technology done, and you can get the freshman campus done. Now let's, now we show the public that we're fiscally responsible, you know what I mean? And right. now let's go for the high school, and now you're only gonna have a 10 or 12% tax increase, then, then in three years you get another one, and now we're all happy campers, and we'll really know by then, are we really growing? Right. You know, did we shut down some stuff? And then go back to the part that really frustrated me when I started to learn about this, Brad, is these board members, many of them, have been sitting in the meetings for the last two years with all these developers coming in. So if you and I, I'm going to go back to my normal rule of thumb where you grab normal people right. and we say, if you and I and five of our neighbors with general common sense were sitting in all these wonderful town meetings and you've got all these people approving hundreds and hundreds of brand new homes, we'd be raising our, you know, we'd be waving a red flag right. going, hello, Hello, you don't get to grow at 30% because this is our school numbers. Right. But at no point on record, because that's all Freedom of Information Act, at no point could I find, and again, if someone's got it, I hope if they're listening to your radio show, maybe they can direct me to it. But I've asked, and I've asked the right people who tell me it is non-existent. Um, because, again, people can go read Town of Clover stuff from county council members and all kinds of people saying – at no point did anybody in the school, any part of the school system, raise a red flag and right. say, stop, slow down this development. We are going to be out of room. And we're really not out of room. We're not out of room. We're out of room a little in the high, in a elementary school. But Lauren's right behind us, and it's sitting at 70%. Right. And you got a school 1.6 miles away that's at 90%. So this isn't hard. You move 35 kids. And now everybody's happy for another two years. Right. So once again, we're not we're not bleeding here. There is no one. My kids were in modular, real modular, not modular like I'm talking about in construction. I'm talking really crummy, you know, eight eight to ten kids in this little plastic hut right. for a few months. But guess what? We did that because that was a fiscally responsible thing to do to get by. Right until they got what they wanted at a better rate. So they saved the taxpayers millions of dollars. And what happens? Your kid's in one of those for, for a few months. Right. You know, but instead, when we say to the superintendent, why don't you share your classrooms a little bit more and anybody working part-time can go to the floating classrooms because they're sitting empty right now. Her, her point that she made numerous times her statement, which I, I disagree with wholeheartedly because I was married to a teacher for 15 years, is all my teachers would quit if they had to share a classroom. Huh. Um, I don't think all of your teachers would quit if you came back with them and said, we just saved your family a 30% tax increase. Right. And guess what? We're going to give you, we're going to be able to take some of that money and pay for different kind of technology or different kind of something that truly helps you as a teacher instead of all the money you have to put in because you know your daughter is going to put in a lot of money for her her oh, students already has, yeah. and already has and my husband did his entire career I bet you we spent an extra ten thousand dollars to be quite frank in teacher supplies that the teacher so the point is where's the teacher survey I mean if she's right then great when did you conduct a teacher survey 
And their response was, we're all going to quit. Right. Okay, because if that's that's the case, don't you think that would be something the public would be interested in knowing? It would almost be a selling point, right? It would be, say it again? It would almost be a selling point. Like yeah, it would be a no. selling point. If you had that, if you yeah. had those facts, it would be, it would be a selling point for, for the other side, right? No, I, I agree. So my point, and, and my, that's exactly right. And my other thing is, you know, if, if, why is it their classroom? I mean, that's the part that frustrated me too. I thought our taxpayers, we pay for those schools. So when someone says, we're not sure in our classroom, we're going to quit. Uh, when did you and I get, when do you and I get to go to our employers and say, well, if you make me use a, you know, a uh, collaborative space or, you know, go to the library or whatever for one of my class periods, you know, I- I'm quitting. Yeah, no, that wouldn't fly. Not I mean, my, it doesn't, it doesn't, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't fly in my job. So, I mean, I just don't, I disagree. I mean, I think most people, at least my husband and all my teacher friends, they're not in it for just the money and they're not in it because they have to do this or this. They're in it for the children. Thank God. Right. And they're not going to walk away from their kids all because they have to share a classroom for one period to get by for six months so that we get a lot lower costs and we save taxpayers millions of dollars. I'm sorry. I, I disagree. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, 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 they're great points, Lisa, great points. Um, and that, you know, up until, honestly, up until maybe two, three days ago, it was never even a question about, you know, which way I was going to vote. It was – Oh, I mean, yeah, we need schools. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. And I think there's a lot of people that feel the same way I do. I think think a thousand percent, or they didn't know about it. What shocked me is they didn't know about it, but it didn't shock me too much because I didn't know about it three weeks ago. So, I mean, mean, unless you have kids in the schools, which we don't, and unless you're on the board or involved, I mean, and and I talked to, and again, I didn't get names from everyone. I was just being a friendly neighbor everywhere I went in the last three days. And I talked to two people that work for the schools, not school teachers, but work for the schools. And they said, oh, no, 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 it's just $10 a month. And I said, that's simply not, that part's true, but only for the $100,000 house. Right, right. And their immediate response was, wait a minute, no one has a $100,000 house. Right. And I'm like, just call your York County auditor. That's all I can tell you. I, I did so. I went over all my numbers and I can just tell you that for the standard house, which I don't think there's much more again, because the average house is 350. Uh, once you add it up over a 10 year period for us, it's over a $9,000 impact. And that didn't even include, and that include that does include tax assessments being raised, right. you know, every five years, two years, but that doesn't include that they can come back with another bond referendum nothing there's no stopping anybody for an extra bond referendum um and and that doesn't include the money that could go into our 401ks or our iras or whatever we right. could do you know or and everyone says well it's for the children it's for the children it's up to us as adults to also think of our fiscal responsibility of the future of our children too their right. college education we've got to help pay you know we try to help pay for whatever you won't have any of that money for that and Again, I'm going to go back to the reason I love this town is it said Clover, the town with love in the middle. I'm Catholic, and we've got 20% poverty, 20 between poverty and fixed income. income. In a pandemic, and we're this is the biggest tax bill I've ever seen in my life. I've never, ever in my life 
faced a 30% increase to anything. That's like, hey, it normally takes $40 to fill your car. Now it takes 52 right. overnight. I, I, that's a tremendous amount of money for someone on a budget. Yeah, I'm like you, though. I, you know, I'm, I'm more concerned with the, that 20% you were talking about um, mm -hmm. that are going to be at a disadvantage. Well, and again, if we were at crisis mode, in my in my professional opinion, and as a human, if if we truly, if I look back at the way we were, where we had kids in plastic huts, you know, more right. or less like mobile mobile home trailers, and we only went through that for three to six months, like I said, not even a semester. I went to but school if like we, that. <laughs> yeah, well, if we were that with everywhere, you know what I mean? We were truly busting at the seams, and we were adding four and five hundred right. kids a, a, a semester then you know what? It is what it is. You know what? We're going to have to eat it and we're going to have to figure it out and, you know, whatever. But that's not even the case. That's right. the part that's driving me nuts. It's like, but you're admitting you don't even need it till 25, 26. So, I mean, we still have time. So why ask for it all now? Why are we doing this huge, huge impact now? Let's break this down. Let's negotiate. Let's, let's be reasonable. Let's you know, let's help our neighbor. Right. <laughs> let's figure this out. I no. mean, and that's the part that just amazed me. It was like, no, and we don't have a, we don't really have a second option. Yeah. It's like, uh, <laughs> like yeah, what? I agree. Well, I think, and that's why I think it was important, you know, to kind of get this side. Cause again, yeah. like I said, there was never, it never crossed my mind to even think to vote no, but now it gives you more to think about. Um, well, important yeah. things to think about. I mean, the numbers are there, you know. Uh, number. The reason I love numbers so much and going back to my Lean Six Sigma is numbers are numbers. And I am, I'll be honest, I'm a passionate person, but I'm not really an emotional person. I'm not a, gee, it's for the children, for this, it's that. Because emotion's just not a good way to make a decision in life. It's just not. Yeah. you got to step back and Take say, emotion out of it. Yep. what is a reasonable, logical, mathematical, correct way to look at this and um and when you do that like and i'm going to clear something up because a lot of people who've, who've heard me talk and say something it's like the game telephone you say one thing and all of a sudden by the time it gets to the other end mm -hmm. it's not what i said at all so in case any of your listeners have said oh well that you know lisa feely she said it was 150 percent tax increase that's not exactly what i said what i said is over the five-year period between your property assessment increases you are going to face a 150 percent tax increase which is accurate it's 30 percent a year times five years right so if you if you're paying i'm gonna make up a round number if you're paying 500 more this year and 500 more next year and 500 more the year after that and you go five full years that 2500 dollars ends up being 150 percent more than you would have paid Right. So it is 150% more in taxes in a five-year period that you're facing. And I want people to understand that because for some reason, many are going, oh, it's just a, for those that are, again, agreeing with us, it's just a 30% raise. That's just a few hamburgers. No. No, it is not. Yeah. You know, it might be for the person who has the $100,000 house. That's great, but what everyone has to understand, which is the auditor did a great job explaining this to me again or confirming it, they're only paying 350 in taxes anyway. So that 120 is still 30%. Right. I don't care how you want to slice and dice, a quarter is a quarter. Right. 30% is 30%, a dollar is a dollar. My dollar is no different than their dollar. 
Right. Um, you know, and this is what people have to understand and stop making it emotional. Yeah, I'm 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 a big believer in taking emotion out of uh, especially money decisions, but just decisions in general. I think it saves a lot of heartache later on. Well, yep. Lisa, hey, I appreciate so, it, man. I think that uh, I hope I'm pretty sure it will. I mean, it helps me, but I hope that people listen and they and they they if they're if they care about what's going on in their community, care about what's going on in their schools, they'll at least listen and come up with you know have a better a better understanding of the decisions they're going to make. The bond referendums win September 18th, September 18th. And I had to have a few people say, Oh my gosh, we're at the game, right? We're at the Georgia tech Clemson game. You can vote early. Voting is open. Now I'm actually traveling myself personally. So I'm having to vote early. Okay. So vote early, please vote and do what's best for you and your family, but also your neighbors. Please think about the 20% where an extra $400 a year, is not a walk in the park. No, I agree. I agree. You I, know, again, so. I appreciate it, Lisa. Hey, I still want to so. uh, talk uh, soon about the, about that book. Accountable uh, American. Accountable American. Yeah. I An do. Accountable American. Yep. Nope. Yeah. Well, I, we'd love to have, we'd love to be on. So listen, cool. take care. Thank you so much, sir, for having me. I, on. I appreciate the time. I know it's Sunday. Okay. I know you, you allowed me this time and I, I really do appreciate it. No, we got to just get the word out for everybody to be informed. And I forget which guy said it. And I have it in my book, but one of our wonderful, either Thomas Jefferson or someone of informed citizenry is the best defense we have against our United States of America. So be informed uh, and don't get blindsided, but it's just going to be sad, 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 sad day if we don't get out there and vote. I agree. I agree. So, Thanks, okay. Lisa. Take care, sir. Bye-bye. Bye. Miss Bye. Lisa Feely. Well, I mean, look, you know, we're basing it on her numbers. Uh, I am going to have, uh, hopefully, a member of the uh, Clover School Board on uh, next episode uh, soon. I'm going to try to get that one done tomorrow so you can have both of them to listen to um, in time before, you, you know, you have to vote uh, September 18th. If you're not in the Clover School District and you're just listening, I mean, at least, you know, listen to it because the way things are going, Fort Mill, you know, you never know. Uh, all the all the little towns and the cities around here that are growing, Charlotte's getting bigger, Charlotte's expanding. Hell, we're all just a suburb of Charlotte now as, as it is. Um, listen and pay attention because um, it, it could happen uh, in, in all these little towns. Uh, I want to give a shout-out real quick to the sponsors. Hospitality, heat and air. I appreciate it. Uh, again, couldn't do it without without the support of Gene and Lisa Lucas. Um, Haven Miller State Farm. Thanks, Haven. Uh, there is no uh, bars in the beer without you too. Um, Spikes, fresh pig skins and peanuts. He's back on board. We got Sign Techniques. TJ, he's back on board. Um, I think that's it. Uh, again, thanks for listening. Uh, second part of the school bond referendum uh, for Clover School District will hopefully be tomorrow, and you can check it out and just make a make a smart decision again based on you and your family and what benefits you guys. Uh, until next time, that's pretty much all I got for you. Thanks. <laughs>